to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Beautiful week, uh, really uh, warmed up and uh, really dried up. I think uh, we, you know, we got excellent moisture in the soil. And uh, with the, um, with the uh, nice warm temperatures, the soil temperature is definitely up to where it needs to be that uh, we can be very comfortable about uh, planting vegetables and uh, anything else that we want to put in the ground. Um, with, uh, you know, with the heat, uh, you know, it definitely comes uh, some challenges on, uh, not only on the existing plant, but also on the plants that uh, we're going to plant. So it, if, um, if you, you know, if your weeds are really starting to show up on your lawn, this is the perfect time to start to put your step two down. Um, and, you know, the, the best way to do that, just put it in the morning when there is dew on the ground, you will get phenomenal coverage and phenomenal results by doing that. Uh, any other way, it you know, it, it's very difficult to keep the lawn moist enough for you to to put that down, and you really don't need rain for the day. Uh, if you put um, you know your step one, and you only have a few weeds here and there, uh, just either use uh, Weed Be Gone or Weed Beater Ultra. Uh, Weed Beater Ultra has uh, a uh, you know phenomenal formula for. Uh, <clears throat> for all the uh, the viney weeds uh so go ahead and uh you can just spot treat along with that uh on your hanging baskets and all your um your your um your plant your planters uh make sure that you use osmocote and the next thing that i would uh you know definitely recommend that you use on that is brand new product called hydrotain uh hydrotain basically takes the moisture out of the air and just draws it uh into the pot uh and and when it um when it doesn't need it just retains it there uh phenomenal product that works very very well uh, big difference, especially when we get into the summertime where the, uh, the temperatures, you know, get drier and get hotter. Uh, you will see tremendous results from that. Um, just, you know, no different than, uh, you know, having a, uh, dehumidifier in your, in your home where it sucks the moisture and you can see how much you can uh, collect by the end of the day. Um, the, uh, and, you know, our moisture, our humidity over here is in the 78, you know, 80% uh, range all the time. So there's a lot of humidity in there. So this is, um, you know, feed a asthma coat every two months and also <clears throat> trim your, trim your baskets every two months. Uh, that's how you will find that they will do um, absolutely phenomenal, uh, you know, the whole year. Um, when you go to plant your, um, your pots, you know, make sure that you're using in the pots planting mix is the best that you can possibly get. This is a, this has a bark mix. Um, with, it's got bark, peat, perlite. It's got all the micros in there. Uh, the stuff is phenomenal. It's basically what we grow everything in ourselves. Um, so that, that use that and then just put a, either a root stimulator or a, or biotone with the soil. Uh, just make sure that's, um, all mixed in there and then just put osmocote or plantone right into the soil. Uh, you will find that uh, you're going to have tremendous results, uh, over that. All your existing plant, now is the time to feed them. Uh, feed them plantone and iron tone. Um, and your, uh, evergreens put, you know, put, um, 
halitone and iron tone feed them very heavy your perennials feed them you know uh plantar and iron tone now and then when it comes the end of june early july just feed them asthma coats filled all you know, make sure that you really feed them heavy at that time your mulch beds um you know all your flower beds and that when you're done mulching that is the best time to use print to prevent weeds if you do it before it doesn't you know you're gonna you're gonna move it you're gonna disturb it uh once their web is disturbed you're not going to get the results there. So you want to really use preen when you're all finished. That's your final touch. And then go ahead and put it right over uh, the mulch or the soil. And it works very well. For weeds in the, you know, in the beds, in the vegetable, in the vegetable beds, use organic burnout. Uh, in all your vegetable areas, in your flower beds, Roundup works phenomenal. And if you have any grass growing, you know, either in between your shrubs or between your perennials or, uh, you know, any of your flower beds, grass be gone works phenomenal. You just go ahead and spray it right over it. It will kill the grass. It will not, uh, it will not hurt anything else. Uh, deer and rabbit has this great, you know, is this, uh, uh, Growth is nice and fresh and tender. Uh, they're really after, uh, plant skid is the best thing to use on that. That will take care of the deer and the rabbits. You can either uh, use it a spray or you can use a, uh, a granular right around the plants and, uh, but I would use that early and then spray them after that. For the ticks, you know, ticks are a big problem in the, um, you know, in the landscape now, the deer, uh, you know, it seems like it's becoming a more and more prevalent, uh, in every area. The thing that, uh, I found out works best is home defense lawn granulars. So you basically, it's a granular that you just apply on your lawn and that will take care of the, of the ticks and the fleas, um, and all, and all other insect in your lawn. So that it really, it works very, very well. Uh, this is the, this is the product that you want to use for, you know, for the ticks. Uh, hostas, you're starting to see some holes. You're starting to see some burn on there. The, the slugs are, have been very active. The amount of moisture that we have had in the ground, uh, the, the slugs have really been going at it. Uh, slug magic is a phenomenal product to use. Make sure that you just make a circle around the hostas. That will do the, that, that will take care of the job. Uh, old, you know, uh, on the, um, the fungus with the powder mildew now starting to steady in with the, uh, all this, this moisture in the ground and the, the moist nights, uh, especially if you're on, on lilacs and the squash and melons. Uh, uh, cucumbers and zucchini. Uh, these are the ones, you know, you want to make sure that on your, you, you know, you need to get ahead of it. Uh, tall flax, the grapes, uh, clematis, uh, use copper fungicide on them now. You, you know, you don't want to do that once you have a problem. Once you have a problem, that's very difficult, you know, to, um, you know, to prevent that. But now is really the time to, to do that. Uh, the same thing with, um, you know, the cucumber beetle and the squash borers. You want to make sure that you get ahead of it. The best thing to spray it on the vegetables, Captain Jack's Dead Brew. Um, this is organic. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal preventer. Uh, as soon as your plants are rooted, go ahead and spray it with that. Uh, that will take care of the, uh, the leaf miners, the white fly, the corn borer, the Colorado potato beetle, the cabbage moth. Uh, this phenomenal, phenomenal product. It's organic. You can go ahead and use it on, on all of that and you will find that, uh, the, um, you know, you will, you don't have to worry, uh, to where all of a sudden your, your zucchini or your cucumbers just, you know, they just kind of wilt and turn yellow and then, uh, the next thing that they're dead. So why don't you want to make sure that you get ahead of it <clears throat> before you have, <clears throat> before you have a problem with that. Um, 
as far as deer, you know, some of the deer resistant plants, um, just that I have a little list over here for you to, uh, to kind of look at. Uh, on the annuals, you know, one of the best ones is the Adjuratum. Uh, cannas, cannas are spectacular. All the new varieties are just awesome. Um, all the, the, you know, a lot of different colors. They're dwarfed. They never stop blooming. They'll bloom right into the snow. Heliotrope. Heliotrope gets way underused. Beautiful. One of the most, most vivid blues, uh, you've ever seen. It's got a nice fragrance. Um, works very well. Lantana. If you have a hot, dry spot, if you have an area where the heat is really intense, uh, uh Lantana is by far, uh, the best of all the um, of all the annuals to put in a spot like that. Nicogiana is another one, the tobacco plant. This great plant, uh, you know, it also keeps the bugs away. Uh, basil, uh, ba- you know, I would put basil in between a lot of different things. It does keep uh, insect that bugs away, mosquitoes away. It's a, that's a that's a bug repellent. Uh, all your ornamental grasses, these are, they are phenomenal. Parsley is another one, the same thing there. It's also, it's a deer repellent, but it's also a bug repellent. Uh, salvia, all the different varieties of salvia, the Dusty Miller, Verbena, these are all plants that um, are, are deer resistant, but they also work very well. So a lot of them against, uh, you know, bug. As far as perennials, uh, yarrow, uh, there's so many different varieties of yarrows, uh, a lot of different colors, a lot of different heights. Uh, just spectacular plant. It dries beautifully. Um, Agastachi, Ajuga. Um, they don't, you know, they don't touch any of those. Anemone, uh, Artemisia. Uh, you know, those are some of the, you know, the most, uh, the hardiest. All the ferns uh, you can use on there. Uh, Brunera, a great, great, uh, you know, plant that, you know, f- especially for a shade and a wet area. Brunera does extremely well. Clematis, they don't touch those. The, all the Coreopsis, the Corea, you can actually have a perennial garden just with Coreopsis. That's how many varieties there are. Any size from four inches up to, uh, three feet. A lot of different colors. Great, great plant. They bloom pretty much all summer nonstop. Uh, all the, um, bleeding hearts, all the foxgloves, all the different varieties of those. Uh, coral bells, the, this is another plant, that, you know, for a partial shaded area or a shaded area. All the new varieties are incredible. The foliage, they don't burn out. They just get better and better. The foliage is so vivid, so, so bright. They just are, those are tremendous new plants for the, um, for the landscape. Um, the, the, the coral bells, what you see today, uh, 10 years ago, none of them existed. And, uh, the performance is just incredible on those plants. The, um, Jopai weed is another one. If you have, you know, make sure that you have a lot of, a lot of room for that. Lavender, um, is another one that, you know, does, that does extremely well. All the daisies, doesn't matter what kind of daisies they are, the deer don't touch them. Uh, the, all the new varieties of daisies, the same thing there. They're anywhere from four to six inches up to three feet. Big, beautiful plants. They multiply beautifully. They do extremely well in our landscape. Uh, just great plants to have, uh, you know, you know, in the, um, you know, in a, um, you know, perennial bed. Monarda is another one that's, it's a great plant. The peonies, uh, you know, the, the poppies, those are all great uh, plants to have in the, in the landscape. And they're, you know, they have a fragrance to them, a lot of them. The, um, 
the Meadow Sage, the Salvia Meadow Sage is, is absolutely excellent. The, the Verbascum, the Veronicas, these are all great plants that uh, will perform extremely well in the landscape. They're deer resistant and they're really low maintenance. They do, a, they do a phenomenal job. You are listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. We will be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number 216 578 1100 or 216 578 1111. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. More than welcome. Sorry you had to wait so long. Oh, that's okay. I enjoy listening to you. <laughs> um, I have. Two wisteria, um, they're like tree bush, I guess. They're between, um, each one is between two forsythias. Uh, we, we transplanted them about, oh, um, three, four weeks ago. Um, they seem to be doing well. They, they budded with some white kind of flower bud on it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know how to take care of it. We gave it, um, uh, you know, we put biotone in when we transplanted it. Um, we gave it plant tone and iron tone um, to feed it. But I was wondering, um, do I cut it like now that the little white flower bud is pretty much diminished and treat it like I do the forsythias? Do you cut them hard? I'm not sure exactly what to do. Yeah, I would just, um, the first thing I would do is I would leave it alone, let it let it root itself real well. And then, okay. uh, they, you know, uh, depending on what variety it is, if that's in the Americana family, uh, those will keep uh, throwing flowers uh, sporadically the rest of the summer. They don't, they don't, oh. they don't bloom um, you know profusely all summer but they will throw uh, blooms out periodically through the summer so um, the then after that what you want to do is really make it fit the area that you have there don't be afraid to trim it whenever it needs to be trimmed whenever it gets to be out of uh, out of bound uh, okay. just, just go ahead and keep it in there now you said you planted between two forsythias yes Okay, well, just so you know that, you know, the wisteria is going to be quite a, you know, it's going to be quite an aggressive plant. So I oh. hope, I hope you have some room in between them. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. We have, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you can definitely control it. You can definitely trim it whenever it gets, you know, out of its, uh, area. Uh, don't be afraid to do that. Uh, but they're very easy to grow. They do extremely well in our area. Uh, what you have is a grafted variety. Um, and those are really the most reliable bloomers. Um, so that's, uh, you know, a good, you know, a good plant. Just, uh, like I said, just stay on top of it. But uh, you, you did everything right. Uh, all you gotta okay. do when it comes in July, I would feed it again. I would feed it with plantar and iron tone and you're done okay. for, and you're done for the year. Okay. Can I, um, if it, does start getting a little bit too big or whatever can i cut it hard yeah when, yes, yes, you I that? yes you can yes you can i said what i would do is through the summer i would go ahead and keep trimming it so that it stays in its bound whenever it oh, gets okay. out because you really want to leave as much of that old wood there that's where all your flowers are going to come next spring then after it blooms next spring then you can go ahead and start all over again and kind of keep it in its own in its own space 
okay. okay. So I, I don't have to cut it hard, but I can just trim it. You can so trim it to, to fit the space that it has, yes. Okay, now if it's kind of looking a little woody on the bottom, can I, um, when would I, uh, I, I would, cut it? I would just, uh, you know, I would just let it go, let it, let it grow, let it grow first. If you keep trimming it uh, so that it stays there, you will, you will not have a problem. It will keep filling out of the bottom. Oh, okay. That's what I was concerned about because yep. it, it seems like it's more from mid to top yep. uh, foliage than yep. it is on on the bottom. Yeah, it, it will fill. It will fill the bottom. Okay, so just right. keep trimming it down. Yep. All right, thank you very much, and, and you have a great Memorial Day. You do the same. Have a great day. Okay. Enjoy it. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay. Morning, get out Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Um, Angela, I have a question. I have an area in the front of my house. I fa- it faces the north. Um, it's, it's a spot that I had put azaleas in, but they don't like it because I have a snow runoff drip, and it's okay. too hard on them. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what type of bushes you would recommend for it. It will get morning sun, but once it starts to go, you know, from sun up over to about, say, noon or 11, that starts to get shady there, and it'll stay shady until very, very maybe late. late in yeah, the I would. I would use. Um, I would use a. Um, uh, hydrangea oak leaf. Um, they have a lot of the, those new varieties that are absolutely spectacular. Not only from a, from a foliage uh, and bloom, um, they uh, they uh, they're, they're they're compact now. Uh, they are just really a, a, an awesome plant to have. They're extremely tough, you know, in that area. Uh, they okay. would be a great plant for that spot. And they don't. They don't. They're not affected by by snow drip. No, no. Runoff, by the right? by the time uh, the, all the leaves will be off by then, uh, they're a woody. You know, they're a woody plant. If something breaks or you know, part of it, uh, you know, if in case you have you have a broken branch from the weight of the snow, just kind of trim it, shape it. Uh, okay. They all bloom on new wood. They'll, they'll be absolutely spectacular. Uh, they they have a lot of the those new varieties today are nothing like the old varieties were very large, very uh, sparse. These new varieties today are very compact, very full, uh, beautiful blooms and beautiful uh, fall color, uh, just great plants. Okay, and also my last question is, when you talk about trimming your hanging baskets every two months, how far back do you trim them? I would take them back, I would take at least one-third off of the plant. Uh, You really, you want to get to where you, you you want to get into the plant to where you have... uh, you're going to get all new growth out of it. You don't want any old wood to to be to grow in there. So if you take the best that you have now, if you when it comes right after July 4th, you go ahead and give it a good shaping all the way around, taking about one third off. Feed it osmocote at that time, and within one week, I'll be right back with color, with flowers, all that beautiful fresh new growth. Then when okay. it comes the end of August, I would do that again, the exact same thing. You will find that when it comes the end of October, they're going to be absolutely spectacular. They're going to be fresh. Uh, the, the, the annuals have a tendency to, to grow all the way, always reaching out. 
but then the center becomes hollow or it becomes green. It doesn't fill up. So once they get to that stage, which takes usually about six to seven weeks, then you just go ahead and just give them a good hard shear all the way around. Uh, you okay. will find that the plants will be absolutely spectacular. Most of our new annuals today are bred for cold uh, they will do extremely well in a cold, like all our geraniums, all the petunias, all the million bells. Uh, everything, most everything there is bred that will do absolutely beautiful when it comes September and October. But if you don't trim them, they become so woody that all you're going to have is going to flowers on the tips. You're not going to have okay. the, the big ball of color. Uh, just try it one time. Trust me. We, you know, you have no idea what we do to those baskets. Um, right. we, we actually take them down. Um, some of them right down to the pot and down to about like three inches above the the top of the basket. That's how hard we cut them. And you'll be quite amazed how they look like a week to 10 days later. Okay. And then um, my last question is, is I have a Wigelia and after it's done blooming, how it's a rebloom, sonic bloom? Uh-huh. Bloom yep. So, how, yeah. Yeah, how uh, far back do you trim it? You, you can you can take it back, uh, you know, a third. Uh, okay. you, you know, you cannot. It doesn't matter how hard you cut them; they will come right back beautifully. The key, okay. the key to all this is when you trim hard. When you do all this, you gotta make sure that they're fed because if you don't feed them, you're not, they're not gonna have the energy to do all that they're supposed to do. So generally anything that, any shrubs that blooms, when it's done blooming, cut it hard at that time. That is the best time to cut them. At the same time, you make sure that you feed them and feed them heavy at that time. You will find that the plants will react amazingly uh, by doing that. But if you don't feed them, they're going to run out of juice. And once they run out of, out of food, you know, they're going to, you know, they're just not going to do the, 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 the you're not going to have the fullness. You're not going to have the color. You're not going to have the performance. All right. Thank All right. Thank you so very much. You have a wonderful holiday weekend. You, you do the same. Have a great day. Okay. Enjoy it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? I am just doing fine. I have a couple of quick questions. Uh, what is the height of the Miss Wildfire hydrangea? Uh, probably, uh, you know, you can keep it at three feet if you want to, or even a little bit less than that. Okay. Now, uh, and that is one that I cut down to the ground in yes. the spring, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, and I feed it plantone and plantone and tone, yes. Okay. The other thing is, uh my Japanese beetle my Japanese beetle, yeah. My Japanese maple is draping a little more than I would like it to. Can I use my electric shears and just cut off that draping part? Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. And yep. also is it too late I have two boxwoods that I didn't get to. Is it too late to trim them? Uh I would wait until the uh end of June to do that. Right now they're they're in the middle of their uh growth. Yeah. yeah, so you really don't want to trim them now. Wait until the end of June. Then go ahead you can go ahead and shape them so that they are the size of, of all your other ones. Okay. And then on my uh knockout roses that which are doing beautifully, but I noticed that there's something getting to it. Now we sprayed it with eight. Is it I get confused whether I need to use eight or I need to use the. Uh, you get you know eight eight will work, but the best thing to use on roses is really the uh, the the rose um, uh, rose protection. Uh, uh, Bayer makes that. You just kind of really soak the ground with them. It sucks it up, and uh, that's really the best preventative for all of that. 
Oh, okay. So I don't have to spray the leaves then. Just no, the just, just soak the ground, exactly. And it's called, what is it again? It's a, a roast protection. It's made by uh, Bayer. Okay, fine. And I thank you very much. All right. Well, enjoy your day. Okay, yeah. you too. Mm, bye-bye. You're listening to Garden with Angelo. We're going to take a short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Morning, Angelo. Morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Not too bad. Uh, I've got a question about tomato plants. The last few years, uh, my tomato plants grow very well, but I get very little tomatoes, and they come very late and really never turn green. What can I do? Um, I think you're. Um, uh, seems like you're over fertilizing your plants. Uh, what are you using for fertilizer on your plants? Um, when I plant them, I use the Osmocote. And then I was uh, I used um, the Miracle Grow liquid probably once a week. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's an overkill, big time. Would do is um, first of all, I would not use Osmocote. Osmocote's got way way too much nitrogen. That's basically what's happening to your plant. The, uh, it's going out into the growth um, and it's bypassing the fruiting. Uh, and when it bypasses the fruiting, whatever you have, it just, you know, just stays later and later. Um, the, the, what you want, when you plant your tomatoes, the first thing I would do is, uh, put a little bit of, um, like a, like a handful of hydrated lime or, um, the lightning lime, just a little bit in there, just right around, and make, put in that into, mixing your soil. I would use plantone. Okay. Um, as a food as a food source, I would only use Miracle Grow on them for the first two weeks while they're getting rooted. Okay, it takes them about two weeks for them to throw the roots out. By you using the Miracle Grow on the foliage, what it does it feeds the plant through the foliage while it gets the roots established. It really does make a world of difference on how how they perform down the road. Once. Two weeks go by, the roots are already into the soil. Do not use Miracle Grow on them. Or just put the um, put the, uh, uh, the 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 plantone on there. Then wait about six or six or seven weeks. Put a little bit more plantone on top of the ground, okay. and that's really all you need for food. Um, anything that has to bury berries or or uh, you know like, like tomatoes, peppers, if you overload them with with nitrogen, they will grow beautifully. But they will bypass the fruiting stage. They will never, um, they will never get the fruit that they need to get on there. But, uh, plantone is really, you know, it's a very slow organic food. It, it, it doesn't, uh, uh, when you, like I said, when you first plant it, just mix that right into your soil. Um, another thing that I would use on tomatoes, if you have any, um, of the biotone, biotone does a tremendous, uh, service to the root system. Uh, what that does to the roots, it, 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 it's got microbes. It's really a microbe. So it, it, it builds natural microbes into the soil, which is totally organic. And it really makes those roots super strong. And that does not need, uh, the nitrogen. Then that in the plantone is very low nitrogen. It's only like 1%. In the, I okay. mean, Osmogote is a phenomenal product. It's all for flowers. It's all for leafy plants but it's not for it's not for a fruiting plant okay yeah because i i went to 
I was at a garden center and they gave it to me because it was a, the one in the green bottle that says it's just uh, yeah. So yeah. It, well, yeah, it it uh, you know it, uh, when you really when you really if you really understand plants how they react and, how, and what they do, uh, you can you can see that by having all that nitrogen in there. Uh, a lot of those plants just gonna—they're just gonna bypass. Uh, they're just—they're gonna grow beautiful, but they yeah. are not gonna do what they're supposed to do. Okay, yeah, that's what was happening. So I'll—I'll I'll pick it for plant tone yep. and biotone. Yeah, that's it. When you plant them, put biotone, mix it right there, right in the soil, a little bit of lime. Then as the as the fruit starts to form, I would get a little bit more lime. Is put it right on top of the soil because they, that's what that pre, that's what prevents that bottom uh, end rot. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy your day out there. You. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Gallo Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How we doing? Good. How you doing? Excellent. Thank you. Good. Um, I planted uh, two Canadian hemlocks probably almost a year ago, and I'm kind of worried that they're not going to make it. So is there anything I can do, or how can I tell yeah. how they're doing? Or The best thing that you can do right now is just uh, uh, get the... Uh, Miracle Grow or Mirror Acid in a liquid form, and you said Miracle Grow, Miracle Grow or Mirror Acid in a liquid form, um, so that you can just spray over the needles. They will uh-huh. absorb that right through the plant. Uh, you'll be able to tell as soon as the new growth starts. If they don't get new growth, then the plant is done. Um, okay. But the best thing that you can do right now to help them is what what that will do. It will basically feed the plants through the through the through the needles. It'll absorb uh-huh. it right in versus having to wait for the root system. So in case they're a little bit weak on the bottom, the by them absorbing the food through the needles, it will really help okay. them get get over the hump. Okay, good, good. And one other question too. And though, I would feed uh, them on the bottom. I would feed them halitone and iron tone on the ground. And just okay. and just uh, you know, I said spray the miracle grow on top of the uh, on the foliage. Go ahead. Okay, all right, good deal. Um, one other question. Um, I don't know. A couple of buddies and I were uh, kind of arguing yesterday. Should you be bagging uh, bagging your uh, grass clippings or let it feed the lawn? Well, uh, there's there's you know there's two school of thoughts on that. Um, you can actually you can leave it there. Um, yeah. and it, you know, it grinds it up and it does have some, but it, it does build the thatch, which are really, uh, if, personally, I would prefer not to, I would prefer to catch the, the, uh, the clippings and not leave them yeah. there because I think you get a little bit of benefit, but I think you get a lot of damage when it, it does, um, you know, it does, you know, compact on the soil and it will prevent mm-hmm. moisture from going down. And it does have a buildup. Uh, now if you attach your lawn, every year then yeah. uh, then go ahead and leave it there but if you don't touch okay. it then you, you you are going to have a build up over there that they will have different consequences yeah. to it that's what i was thinking yeah. all right good okay. deal thanks Dan. all right well, have a great right. day yeah bye-bye all right, morning Gary angelo hello good morning hello good morning angelo good morning how are we doing fine how are you excellent thank you i have two questions number one you you mentioned earlier in the season about the hydrangeas, and you recommended the wedding gown that was very pretty. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of yep, the wedding yep, gown. Yep. I have been to the Strongsville store at least four times, including this week, 
they still don't have them in. Um, we had some that uh, they got, um, they got, they had some winter damage, so they have the new ones are just about ready to go. They should have all those ice ranges in there next week. Next week? Yeah. And now, what, what do you recommend? Do you still recommend the Oh, yeah, now? absolutely. You got that. You have uh, uh, the Liptec Blue. Um, uh, if you want a blue one, uh, the Liptec Blue will be, you know, that will be in next week. Uh, it was the winter was when we had all that cold. Uh-huh. This stuff just sat. It just did, did not do a thing, and uh, that's why everything is about uh, two three weeks late. Well, I bought a blue one last year, and she's not doing good at all. And uh, so I was up there talking to Mike, and I said to Mike, where are the wedding gown ones? And he said, well, they'll be in next week, which was last week. And they weren't in, and they weren't the, they, in. We, I checked them. I, I was there. I checked them. The, the, about two more inches of rooting to go at the bottom. That's why we didn't strip them out. Oh, I see. Okay, so I'll just wait. Now, how yeah. high does that wedding gown hydrangea get? It gets to be about 24 inches, 24 by 30 inches. That's pretty much the size that it gets. Uh, it's it's the final size. 24 by 30? Yep. And okay. it, 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 it's a really good one. It, it, does, not, it, it does not stop blooming uh, all the way into late October, November. Oh, what do I feed it? Just uh, holly tone and iron tone. Holly tone and iron tone. Yep. Okay, I'll do that. And the second question I have is Dutzias. My Dutzias are doing beautiful. They love sun and they're blooming in white. What do I feed those guys and when do I trim them? Yeah, plant tone and iron tone. Uh, you feed them. Okay. You feed them now and then you feed them again at the end of uh, uh, June, middle of July. And as soon as they're done blooming, go ahead and cut them back. You can take about half of it off. In June? As soon as they're done blooming. Whenever they're done blooming. Oh, okay. Then just go ahead and trim them back. You know, you can take about half of it off. Okay. You feed them, and they'll start all over again. They'll be absolutely beautiful. And do uh, that every do that every year. That you want you want you don't want any of that old wood there. You want all new wood to be there. Well, they're pretty. That's like a it's a green and it's yeah. like real feathery, real pretty yeah. with the white yeah. flower. Yeah, that's that's one of the new varieties that uh, they're absolutely spectacular. Oh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. How wide do they get? They're they're a dwarf. They'll get to be a, maybe twenty four inches by uh, by eighteen inches in height. They're, they're oh. not they're not a big one. Okay, good. Because right now they're they're a nice size, and I'm not planting anything near them because I thought I'll give them room to grow. But yep. I didn't know how how yep. big they would get. Yep. About twenty four inches. Okay, and and uh, is it okay to transplant uh, a poppy, but not till fall because she's blooming now? Yeah, no. You, uh, the best time to transplant poppy is August. 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 And what do I feed those guys? Just plant or an iron tone. Um, okay. In August, when you you know just when you do it in August, uh, pick a week when the the weather is a little bit on the uh, moist side, and the best time to do that would be late in the day. Uh, when you're done, just water in real well. Just keep an eye on the water for about uh, uh, four or five days, and uh-huh. then, and then it should be well rooted and, and on its own from there. Uh-huh. Well, they've, they've got about six or seven blooms on it right now. Yeah, they're, they're gorgeous. They're ready to pop, yep. so I'm not going to no. transplant them to no, you, you, they would die. If you did that now, they would be gone. 
I know, I know. But I was waiting. I, I kept talking to Mike up there at Strongsville. That Mike is quite a guy. He, oh, yeah. He does oh, yeah. a nice job, and he oh, knows yeah. his stuff. It sure does. Sure and does. he says, I, Dottie, I'm waiting for the wedding gown to come yeah. in. It's yeah. not in yet. He has his yeah. list, and he yep. keeps checking. Yep. All <laughs> right. I, when I plant the wedding gown hydrangea, you said I put uh, a plantone, you told me? Planting mix, biotone, and hollytone. Hollytone, hollytone. Okay, okay, very good. Okay, All right, well, you have a great day. Have a good summer. Yep, thank you do you. the same. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgan Arangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Okay, how about you? Excellent, thank you. Um, if you have, I have an area that I want to fill with Pachysandra. It's about, I'll say, 20 feet wide and 2 feet deep. Okay. How much how many plants do you have to buy to fill that up fairly quickly? I don't know how quickly it spreads. Uh, it takes a while. Uh, what I would do, so let's see, uh, 20 by 2, so it's 40 square feet. Um, I would, um, now the way we grow it, we grow it in a um, what we call a market basket. Okay. So there is eight clumps into a market basket. Okay. Okay. So you... Um, you take it out of the basket, you cut that, don't break it up. Don't break it up into singles. So if you were to cut you cut that um, into the eight, um, there'll be like four by four clumps. And I would go ahead and plant those in the clumps individually. Okay. And space them about six, eight inches apart, kind of crisscross them. Okay. Uh, I think by the end of the year, it'll be nice and full. And as far as fertilization, what would you? Osmocote. Osmocote. Yeah, and when you plant it, what I would do is get some uh, planting mix, get some uh, biotone, work that into the soil, plant it when you're all done. For two weeks, I would just use miracle Grow, uh, you know, over the top, put Osmocote into the soil, and, two, and then after two weeks, don't use the miracle Grow anymore, just let the Osmocote take care of it from there. When it comes in July, I would just put in put Osmocote again, and I think by the end of the fall, you're going to have a, a, a beautiful patch there, nice and full. Is there going to be a need to keep it healthy to use any sort of fungicide? Uh, they, um, uh, they're, they're, you know, they are susceptible to fungus, but generally, if they're in the woods, are most I, I, right now. I wouldn't worry about it. But what I would do is, at the end of the year, I would just go ahead and use uh, the copper fungicide on it. Okay. And also, if somebody cut an azalea badly, so that it it basically looks like uh, four or five kind of thicker stalks. Okay. Um, not much green at all. Uh, is that going to come back from the bottom? Yes. Fertilize it? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, I would use Osmocote on that now. Um, normally, I wouldn't recommend Osmocote if it was downright, but Osmocote will really um, push it to break more out of the ground and out of the hardwood. Okay. And then um, when it comes the uh, middle of July, I would go ahead and do that again. Feed them again. Uh, there should be enough there to push all the new growth out of the ground and out of the uh, the hardwood. And even if it's a, a fairly old yeah, failure, yeah, they, they absolutely, yeah, they do, 
They do. They, they will. They will rebreak it just a, a little bit slower. Uh, that's where the hazmat coat will be really critical, um, because every time you get water on it, it will keep releasing that food to it. Right. And um, you know, keep you know. But that, uh, yeah, they do rebreak. You know, we have done that, um, uh, and we do, we'll do that to some of our plants that um, sometimes they're not shaped right. What we do, we just go ahead and cut them down, almost down to the ground. And so how long would it take if you, say you did cut it down close to the ground, how long would it take for you to have something that's, say, you know, two, three feet tall? Uh, generally, it would be, um, it would probably take a couple of years for that, but it, you should right. be able to get uh, a really nice looking bush, you know, by midsummer. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Enjoy All right. your holiday weekend. Yeah, you do the same. Thanks Thank so much. Yeah. yeah. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hello, good morning. Hello, Angelo. How are we doing? We're doing good here. Go ahead. Um, I got a question about clematis. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of, we have a clematis that's kind of spindly. What do we feed it with? I would just go ahead and use plant tone and iron tone. And how often do you use the copper fungicide? I would, I, would I, I would use it now, and then I would use it again mid-June. I mean, you just have to do it... Uh, once? A couple of times. A couple of times. Okay. Yeah. That, that, uh, that's really good insurance so you don't get that, that die back on it. You know, but it, when it comes, um, it's late now, but when, you know, is it blooming now? Not yet. Not yet? Is that butted up? Yes. Okay. When it's all done blooming, what I would do, I would just cut it down to the ground. And uh, feed it heavy. Let it let it let it rebreak out of the ground. This way, next year you got a a really good full plant uh, there. Uh, just you know, spend the rest of the summer after it's blooming to just let it build their root system and let it rebreak. Uh, let it you know get all the rhizomes out of the ground so that uh, you wind up with a really good plant. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. The other question I have is about daffodils. We. Um we had a lot of the daffodils came up with a lot of greenery, uh -huh. but um, no flowers. No flowers, yeah. Generally, you know, the the, uh, the daffodils, uh, you know, they're crowded. That's what's causing that. Uh, what I would do is, um, as soon as they start to turn yellow, mm -hmm. uh, just go ahead and dig them up and break them apart. You know, you know, uh, when you look at the uh, the roots, you'll see these little clumps in there. Break them apart like the size of. Um, about a two and a half inch clump, and then just go ahead and replant them and give them about four or five inches in between each clump, so they got room to go ahead and uh, regrow. Okay, when well you say a clump, that would be more than one one bulb. Right, a, exactly right. There'd be like two or three of them there, but they they will have too much room to expand. What's happening now? They are so crowded. There is no room there for the flower to get, um, you know, to get set there, you know, for next year. But if you do that when it's uh, they start to turn yellow, mm -hmm. uh, they will have plenty of time this summer to go ahead and and re you know rebuild and um, and form the bulb to have the flower in there for next year. Okay, what I tried to do last year, which maybe tell me if this was a mistake, just uh, break them up and plant uh, one bulb at a time. No, that doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. No, no, you you want to clump them up. Okay, we'll give that a try. All right. Well, you have a great day. Okay, yep. thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Gerard Angelo. Morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Good. 
Uh, a couple quick questions. Um, I have a very wet backyard. Um, it's been like that for years. Somebody told me that I can plant, uh, if I planted willow trees back there, it would soak up all of the water. Um, I'm a little nervous about the willow trees because I, I know they're very messy, and I don't want to have to deal yeah. with that. Any yeah. other suggestions? Yeah, you can, you know, there is um, willow bushes. Uh, they, they are not, uh, they don't become a problem. Uh, there's one called Nashiki. It's actually a beautiful plant. Um, gets to be about uh, 10, 12 foot uh, high, real full. Um, that that will uh, do very well in that condition. Okay, and how many would I need for to cover a hundred feet? A hundred feet, probably about um, I, I would say uh, eight or ten. Okay. All right, very good. The second question is: um, I have a lilac bush that's uh, twenty years old. It's probably seven or eight feet tall. We haven't done a thing to it over the years, and. Um, this year is the first year that we haven't gotten a lot of flowers on it. I'm wondering what I need to do to that thing at this is, point. Is it uh, is it all um, is the bottom all empty or is it is it a good full plant or? Uh, no, it's it's a full plant. There's a lot of leaves on the bottom also. Okay, what I would do is I would just feed it um, uh, triple uh, superphosphate. Uh, that's what that's kind of what triggers the blooming mechanism. What you do get a either like a crowbar or something that you can punch a hole around around it like about 10 12 holes around the uh, the plant pour the superphosphate into the holes and uh, just put a little bit of mulch on top and let it let it uh, uh, get into the root system i would do that again when it comes in the fall like late uh, october I'd do that again uh okay. that uh, that will make a world of difference for that and what about trimming it uh, right. If you want to trim it, you can cut it back as hard as you want. Is it? You said it's not. It does no blooms now. Oh, there's there's a few, but okay. Uh, as soon as those blooms are done, just go ahead and cut it back, and you can cut it back as hard as you want. Okay. And uh, feed it. Plant on an iron tone. Do it again at the end of uh, June, middle of July, and you're set for the year. Okay. Very good. Last question for vegetables in pots. Uh, planting mix or potting soil? Plenty mix. Okay, very good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you have a great holiday. You do the same. Thank yeah, bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Angelo, thanks for taking this call. Oh, you're more than welcome. Uh, last year, I'd successfully done 200 tomatoes in a community garden. But this year, this late May, I got about 50 plants that's 6 inches tall and about 100 that's 3 inches tall. And then I got another 100 that's that's barely coming up. Will I get a good crop out of this? And do I stop using the Miracle Grow um, right now because they're they're rooting and coming up? Yeah. And well, the smallest okay. the smallest ones. Uh, do they have how many leaves? Do they have? Um, three, three, three or four. Okay, I would just um, you know from there. Uh, to get um, the six inches, it's only going to take about three, four days. They're not going to. They're not going to. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, you know, planting time, you got plenty of time. Uh, perfect time. Don't worry about. It. You're going to get phenomenal crop. Uh, the the soil is warming up. Uh, you really you're much better off planting those tomatoes at this time of the year at the end of May uh, than you are earlier on. So you got plenty of time to to put them in the ground. Uh, when you plant them, I would plant them deep. I would use some some biotone mixed with your um, in the soil that will make a tremendous difference on your root system 
um, and a little bit of lime. Okay, and one other question. Uh, last year I used a, a plastic barrier and I put mulch bricks and ammonia on cloths outside my plastic barrier to keep the groundhogs off of it. Is there anything else I can keep them from coming through the plastic up under it? Uh, did, uh, did they do? Did the, the tomatoes do good with that? Oh, they, they did very great. Yeah, then, they start, they then, start digging holes up then, the plastic. Well, the only other thing that, uh, you know, would be a little bit stronger than that is weed mat. Weed mat? Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a commercial grade weed mat that's pretty thick, uh, that lets the water through. It does not let the, the light in. It, it does a, a tremendous job as far as controlling weeds and, and everything else. That would be the next choice that I would use. Okay, when you said uh, weed mat, I meant uh, but, but what 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 can I do to ch the groundhogs when you know this many tomatoes? It draws a lot of these. Animals. Yeah, what well, then? What there's a there's a product called Repelzol. Just right around right around the perimeter of the garden. Just go ahead and put the Repelzol about every four or five weeks. That keeps them out. Okay, Repelzol. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Morning, Gail Angelo. Angelo, every year I buy a bougainvillea at your Talmud store, and it does fabulous for me. I did the same thing this year with the planting mix, uh, Osmocote, plant tone, and all of a sudden it lost all the pink petals, and it's just green. I don't know what I did differently. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it lost the, the flower buds? Yes, it lost all the pink petals. It's, yeah. it's just a green it, plant it, right it'll, now. It'll be just fine. Don't, oh, it will? Don't, don't worry about it. It'll be just fine. Uh, what I did is uh, somehow the light uh, changed too drastic on it, and it just dropped the flowers. But it will be right back with a vengeance. Don't worry about it. Should I give it any more uh, miracle no. grow or anything? No, no. You got you got osmocote in the soil? Yes. That's all you need. Okay. Two months, from, now, two months from now, do it again. Okay. I love your Talmud store, and Bob up there is fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Well, the hour is pretty well gone. Uh, beautiful day out there, 85, 80 degrees. Uh, just feels great. Uh, we've been waiting for a long time for this. Uh, enjoy the day. Uh, have a wonderful Memorial Day, and uh, you know, God bless all our people that uh, defend us uh, every day of uh, the country, you know, for the country. So have a, have a wonderful day, and I'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye.